0: Hello, everyone. That's. We. <laughs> this is great. Well, this will be good learning. We've never done that before. Well, I've never done that mm-hmm. before. All right. We're going to just jump right back into it. Uh, we're talking about the moon landing, everyone. Uh, we thought we were recording the last 20 minutes. We weren't, which is great. So, this might be a bit shorter. Um, let's just continue. Well, we were talking about propaganda, right? Um, so we haven't been to the moon in 50 years. The moon landings, the Apollo landings, began in uh, not the early 60s, and they ended in the early 70s. The first one was in 69, right? The first, land, the first human landing. We didn't get humans on the moon until 68, and then gotcha. we only had a four-year period of humans on the moon. Um, yeah, what do we want to continue to talk about? It sucks. We had twenty
1: minutes, so it was doing really well too. Um, yeah, I mean, all right. What we were kind of discussing was just the different viewpoints of the moon landing and how propaganda might play a role into it. Mm-hmm. One thing that we touched on was how it would be interesting to go to different countries. Where they don't have the propaganda or the pride tied to the moon landing and see what they teach about it. Like, did we, obviously, it's not going to be as important to them, Mm -hmm. but just to see whether they think we went, whether they think any of the story is untrue. Yeah. Things along those lines. Because when you're living in America, you got a whole generation of people who think that their individual boomer grit took us to the moon and they have a piece in the prize that is the moon landing, which. Yeah, I mean, it's not really so. You didn't do anything to get there. Um, NASA isn't an organization where you vote for the people that are in there. And in fact, NASA was mainly started and founded and populated in its early days by former Nazis who came over to the United States after World War II in Operation Paperclip. And actually, the head of NASA was uh, an SS officer,
0: yeah, Werner von Braun. Yeah, he was a part of the Nazi party, and he. Uh, let's pull that up. So, so at, at the specific, end of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep coming. At the end of the day,
1: the pride tied to the moon landing for Americans is misplaced, to say the least. Considering, I mean, the brains behind it or the guiding hand behind it was citizens of another country and one that we had just got done fighting a war against so to yeah. have this crazy level of pride because the moon landing is something that if you do question it and you especially question it effectively mm-hmm. people will be quite angry with you because there's something in their minds. it's like a certain level of patriotism comes along with the moon landing being true yeah. and if anyone questions it, it's almost like there's a personal attack on the person because it's their country and one of their alleged greatest achievements ever. So it's very interesting to see the different aspects of it. But,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's go to the Don Pettit. I'm just going to quick play that video. You won't be able to hear it. But uh, this is Don Pettit, who is – He's an American astronaut and chemical engineer. He's the longest and oldest active astronaut um, who's getting the NASA pension. Uh, He, this is his um, reasoning for why we haven't gone back to the moon. Um, You can find this clip. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, The problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we, destroyed that technology, and it's a painful process to build it back again.
1: Okay, so as we heard
0: there, uh, he said we destroyed the technology. It's a painful process to build it back, um, which is an interesting, you know, it's an interesting answer to why haven't we gone back, considering the advances that we've had in technology over the past 50 years. Um, Seems like everything is advanced, right, Uh, from computer calculations to our knowledge of aerospace and, I don't know, everything has advanced in the past 50 years. And what he might be getting at and what I think he's getting at is the idea that everything that we had built up until 1972 um, is so old and almost not accessible because of the fact that everything is new now. And that technology, while we could get back to it and use it, we have the knowledge and the manpower, it would probably be far easier to just start from scratch and just build new rockets, use new technology, rather than trying to dig up all our old work and all those old blueprints and then build the rockets from there. I think that's kind of what he's getting at when he means we've lost you Know, but it's just a bad way to say it, right? Like, it just does not, it doesn't roll. He doesn't inspire well. confidence in it, yes. It's almost like it, 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 it downplays what NASA's doing, right? Like, it makes it sound like NASA's dumb and they don't have the funding or the knowledge to go back. It's and get not that.
1: even really the funding, he it the when he says it, it would be painful yeah to refine or like reproduce the technology
0: right it's just
1: like what does that mean like a lot of time or the techno like name one other thing where the technology has over time gotten right like less exactly or less I mean, it just doesn't work. Technology moves forward, it doesn't move backward, and he's implying that it's now more difficult than Mm -hmm. it was then with people who are likely more knowledgeable about physics and everything that would be necessary to get us back to the moon because Mm -hmm. of the past. So allegedly we've been there. The improvements in technology have resulted in something that you would expect, even if the technology hadn't advanced, the people are now more knowledgeable because it's been done in the past. But it's like there's just this kind of like in movies where, or Men in Black, where after an event, they just have the flashlight, they flick it on, and then no one remembers what happened. How can we now not understand, even though the technology is more advanced in every single other field, and the people should have more knowledge and be better prepared to reproduce it or even improve on it? why would you want to use the same exact um, technology and plan that you're using back then when you should have so much more of a capability to do it better now even?
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, We kind of talked about this, but there's definitely, we definitely didn't stop that kind of technology, right? Like we continued to, no one's going to stop trying to advance what we have built upon. And I think we just started to use it in different ways where it's more concerned about uh, defense technology and how can we keep the country safe while also producing these crazy new military weapons. And Mm -hmm. I think what happened was we went to the moon and, you know, we continued to learn and improve our technology just in the Apollo landings, and then when... We decided we'd been to the moon enough and there was you know it was just costing too much to get there we had already really learned what we could at that time the potential to do more was kind of gone at that point i think those figures in the nasa program that were able to send us to the moon like the smartest people they once that those apollo programs shut down those people probably just moved over to nat- uh, our defense industry, and they're probably working for uh, different government agencies, just continuing to improve that technology rather than working for NASA, which is prioritizing scientific information and exploration rather than weapons and defense military. and. When we realized that we were able to go to the moon and we got there and... I mean, there's not much left we can really learn from going. That's when we were like, okay, time to focus on actually creating weapons and defense military, or like defense airspace, aircrafts, and stuff like that. Uh, we were talking about the B-21 earlier. I've said that like 15 times already, but we just have crazy technology that... Um, we're continuing to improve, and it's not under the name of NASA, but it's still aerospace technology. And so to go back to the question that we don't have it or it's a painful process, it definitely is a painful process, but that process is no longer for space exploration, and it's just, I don't know, defense, military exploration in the space. But then we Mm -hmm. we have like SpaceX, right? So... Elon is attempting to go to Mars and he's putting, he wants to put people on Mars, right? So it's not like that idea of space exploration is gone. Um, I, I just kind of feel like our government, reali- like to continue putting billions of dollars in that for scientific, like there's, it, it only gets us so far. And I think when we did that for 10 years, right, like they're paying 400,000 people for 10 years and who knows how many billions of dollars, how many missions, like there's just so much work being put into it and they saw the potential for turning that into a defense program. And I think that's kind of where the focus and shift in NASA went and that's probably the... That's my understanding of why we haven't gone back. There's just really not so much of a need, and we just decided to prioritize those people and that knowledge to uh, defense agencies. So, yeah. Um, I was talking a lot there. <laughs> why well, yeah. I, I had a question for you. earlier. Really. Yeah, keep going.
1: So I was just going to say, then it's essentially for NASA just a lot of money to tinker around and not really do anything and I'm just confused why we wouldn't go back because there's so much scientific exploration that can be done there Yeah, and it's, it's almost like a missed opportunity out of inconvenience rather than the impossibility of going back if we've, if we've ever been there we should be able to go back and if we've been there more than once and up to, what is it, nine times or seven times. I mean, right. it should, we should be able to. And I think that if we could, it would be profitable for us to go back, not from a money perspective, but from a knowledge and an understanding of the moon. Um, because the moon has a deep effect on us as humans, and even the ecosystems around us, like the tides. So to understand it better would be important. And although it isn't necessarily a pressing issue for the survival of humanity, it would help us to progress. And in a nation of wealth, it would make sense to start prioritizing continued progression rather than stagnation or even moving backwards.
0: Yeah. And I'd, NASA definitely has improved, in some. right? We've improved in some areas since... The landings mm-hmm. and they've sent you know we've got i think we still have active rovers on mars i know we for sure did one died i'm pretty sure um <laughs> right but we we have continued space exploration like missions and whatnot um but yeah there's there it seems like nasa just got shut down after the apollo missions right Like they haven't Mm -hmm. they haven't done anything since. SpaceX was like one upping NASA, right? For a while Elon was almost making them it was like, All right, hey guys, I'm sending rockets. Like what are you up to? Like I'm spending Mm -hmm. my own money doing this and you guys are like seriously, what's going on? So
1: It's almost like the most notable events since the Apollo missions have been the failures and there's almost no like, could I name could you name something? that they've done since the Apollo missions specifically that you uh, are just impressed with or really happy or proud that we did, but you could easily name the challenger into them. You could name all of these other failures yeah. that they've had. Yeah. So yeah, it's almost like to me, it seems like they're tinkering around and taking a lot of government money and who knows where most of it's going, Yeah. but it's almost as though, uh, Ed, the failures are the new face of NASA
0: yeah we were kind of talking about that earlier right like um, if this was all played out it was a setup right we never went everything mm-hmm. was just filmed on a Hollywood sets why then would why would we allow events like the Challenger to happen why are we now sending people up and then they're dying but then everything before then was a setup where we, you know, like at that point, you know, did we catch ourselves too much? And we're like, Hey, we've told everyone we've gone, but we haven't actually sent anyone. And then we put people up mm-hmm. there and then it explodes. And we're like, Hey, we can't actually do it. You know, is that, is that what happened? Or I don't know. What do you think? Why do you think? Um, because you don't believe we went and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, why? what questions do you have about
1: the challenger then? So I think that the fact that I don't believe we went and you lean towards we did, but you're not 100% sure, I think that's yeah. why we have a another differing opinion on the challenger or the purpose of it. Because did you ha- happen to watch the video that I sent you about the alleged Ooh. people who survived the challenger?
0: No, I remember hearing about it like a long time i didn't i didn't get to yeah yeah. okay so there's
1: the evidence in the video itself implies that these people are now still living and have jobs and are just regular people again Mm -hmm. one of them's a professor and they have pictures of them when they're young and then pictures of them now and some of them have either the same name or they now use their former middle name as their first name and there's two that have twins who are identical. Interesting. So it's... Strange point. I, that, that, that does bring me to a point where I don't really care, to be honest with you. This is before my time. The yeah. so one thing that I would see as a purpose for the challenger, if you're looking at it from a negative perspective, is... You have this innocent teacher who's on board and then you have teachers and students throughout the entire United States who they have this TV wheeled into the room and they're expecting their country to do something amazing. And then in front of the entire nation, especially the most um, susceptible to any sort of trauma, children, it blows up. And then they're connecting to the fact that there was a teacher on board and all of these things. Mm -hmm. So from a negative perspective, I'd say if that was planned and they're still alive, that would, I mean, at the end of the day, it did result in trauma on the kids. And it's just a matter of whether that was something done to kind of have a little fracture in the minds of the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But from another perspective, I think that that would legitimize the case for increased funding in NASA so that they could be more careful and more successful in the future. And I think that's where we disagree, is you think that that would automatically force them to pull funding. And since it's happened so long in the past, their funding is still very extensive, $22.6 billion, $62 million a day. I mean, what are they, Ukraine, with all the money they're getting?
0: Yeah, that is a great point. Like, there's... Bill, like what's happening with these billions of dollars? Why, you know, what are they doing? They haven't really done much since. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I I guess if you, if you do believe that uh, the challenger would then increase, I, I could see how it could increase funding after it, you know, it blows up. You know, we look at that and we're like, okay, we have potential to do great things here, but we need to, Take more precautions, and that's going to cost more money, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I just, and uh, we've talked about things, you know. MK Ultra was not our government killed two people on record, so it's not like our government is going to be shy necessarily of death. uh There's that's we haven't shied away from topics that have talked about that. So, mm-hmm. if we if you ever think you know our government wouldn't you know, it's not going to do that to its own people, you know. We killed how many college students at the campus in Ohio. What even was that? Like, that was, I think, in the 70s, too. Like, we've... There's no shortage of events showing our government doing atrocious things to its own people. So, Mm -hmm. to just... Yeah, yeah. Go on. So, basically, it's
1: as though Americans all understand that the government has not been over the table with everything that's been done in the past and in some ways we don't even know how bad they were or the lives that they took or the lives that they negatively affected but now we we kind of like project on this oh well i'm now living in this time Mm -hmm. so they're more trustworthy now yeah that's almost never been the case with an umpire that they get more trustworthy as it yeah. Um, and again, that yeah, just please.
0: plays into the whole prop Canada doesn't exist in the States, right? Like we almost we pride ourselves in being honest and truthful. And then when evidence of that not of us not being honest, truthful come up comes out, like no one no one cares. Every time there's mm-hmm. evidence of you know people just bat an eye and say, Oh tisk tisk or you know tisk, no, tisk. it's just people don't care. You you tell people about MK Ultra and it's just Again, you talk about it for an hour and then you just go on with your day. So, I don't know. That's one thing. That's one thing that uh, debunkers try to say is, how can our government do these own things to its own people or create these secret systems? And we have proof of them happening. And to just say they're not happening here, but they are in other places, is you're just being ignorant. Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's as though the atrocities that are committed, the American public doesn't have the willingness or courage to believe them until there's no one that can be held accountable because too much time has passed. But they yeah. know about them.
0: Yeah. Did I miss you? Hello? Yeah. You there? Wait mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'd, I kind of want to talk about more some points that debunkers and both conspiracy theorists try to point to. And one of the ideas is um, there's, right, there's 400,000 people that are being employed, and how are they all going to hold the secret that um, this didn't actually happen, right? It seems impossible. There's no way 400,000 people are all in on this. And they're just able to keep a tight lip, um, and you would think, right, like, all right, that seems like good evidence, that's, how could that happen, um, and, I don't know, if you want to talk about the idea of compartmentalization, you probably, I can give some examples, on the, the when we develop the atomic bomb, I'll have to find, um, what is exactly called
1: if you want to talk about this yeah
0: so my point to that would be
1: it's not going to be easy Mm -hmm. but actually when you have 400,000 people it becomes almost easier the more people that there are because at the end of the day there is going to be a few people who genuinely know whether they went so it's going to be the people who are on board and, Stanley and Kubrick, the people numbers, who right? are call- yeah, and the people who are calling the shots at the highest level.
0: Exactly. Everyone
1: else can be compartmentalized into their own specific position of expertise. And the mm-hmm. thing with extremely smart people is, a lot of the time, their expertise is only in one area, and that expertise that they have at such a high level is almost compensated for at such a low level in other topics or points of knowledge mm-hmm. that it would be fairly reasonable to say that they could have been compartmentalized into thinking they were each doing their specific task, but in the grand scheme of things, they may not have understood how it was resulting. Yeah. And then for, for the actual moon trip and landing itself, they could have been essentially working on a simulation that to them could have also seemed reasonably believable. And when you have such pride and time dedication and energy dedication to a project, you're not looking for reasons why it shouldn't be happening or isn't happening. You're looking for the reason and the solution to the problem, whether perceived or real, how you can fix it
0: um yeah yeah um if we go so the nuclear the atomic bomb project the manhattan project as it was called um is a good example of compartmentalization uh and it was it was necessary right so we had to develop the atomic bomb and um the only way to do that without letting germany and Uh, like Japan, know that we were developing it and we were successful was to keep it a secret from the people that were even working on it. So they would have specific groups intended to work on different aspects of the bomb, and they wouldn't know what that specific part would do in the greater picture of the bomb. They would just be working on specific aspects, and they, they wouldn't know what it would do in the grand scheme of things they just knew what project they were working on and that's kind of all they were being told and you do get to a point right where okay well somebody needs to know the whole picture right somebody needs to know how to put the bomb together all that assembly and those are the people that need to stay tight-lipped right but it's Mm -hmm. a lot it's a less number than four hundred thousand people and yeah if we do go to that, all right, they're compartmentalized and, you know, it's, it's it's believable, right? And the Manhattan Project was going on before even the moon landing started. So there's proof right there that we had compartmentalized government-ran projects 15, 20 years before even the moon landings. So what's mm-hmm. to say that didn't happen? And I guess there's not really – there's there's not great proof to come – back at that, right? You just kind of have to be like, all right, out of 400,000 people, there's probably, I don't know, around 1,000, maybe less than 1,000 that if, let's say, this event was faked and compartmentalized, there's probably 1,000 people that know the truth, right? And that's still a lot of people. So I'd say probably less than 50. See, that's where I don't... I don't know. We have we've had nine we went there nine different times, right? How are fifty people faking this nine different times over the span of four years and I don't I just don't see it. Like there's there's gotta be way there'd have to be way more people involved. There's no way you could fake send up twenty six different there's twenty six different astronauts right there. So that's half no, but- of fifty that supposedly went. So they, mm-hmm. they would know if we went. Um, I don't know. It's got to be... I could see like maybe 500. I don't know, though. It's, it's definitely a lot of people that would have to know. When they come back from
1: the missions, though, they have an incentive to act like it happened. They, if, if it didn't happen, they're almost nothing. They're just a regular person. And they're out of the limelight. And one thing that I found interesting, and I'll give the argument for why I think it would be possible that they could have gone to the moon and then come back and had these reactions, mm-hmm. but that when they came back, almost every astronaut, but especially Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, developed crippling depression, crippling alcoholism, and they also got divorced. Yeah. And one reason why, if I was criticizing the moon landing as ever happening i would say is there was something that they either talked about or weren't allowed to talk about that was crippling them in a way that they didn't even understand how to deal with it and neil armstrong only had a few public appearances after the moon landing and you would expect the guy who first set foot on the moon to have a closer proximity to the limelight than a guy named buzz aldrin who has an alcohol problem, which is ironic, and his mother's maiden last name was Moon. There's just a few things about it that are really interesting. Not even points for or against the Moon, and it's just very coincidental. And another thing, just getting off topic real quick, here is the, um, Werner von Braun, who was in charge of NASA. He wrote a book, and he wrote about going to Mars guess who the name of the character who went to Mars was?
0: Mm,
1: Neil. Elon. Elon, interesting. In 1953, I believe, the book was published, which is just interesting. another interesting little thing. Yeah. But, um, the guy in charge of NASA who lived through all of the moon landings and then died five years later on his gravestone, he has his name, he has... And this is a very popular, likely very wealthy, and powerful man. Mm-hmm. The only things on his regular gravestone are his name, the dates that he was born and died, and then Psalm nineteen one, which is a Bible verse, and it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. And for those who might not know what the firmament is alleged to be, it's almost as though the earth has a glass dome around it, I would say, and a couple of other points in the Bible where it implies that there is something separating. Is In Genesis, it says he separated the waters below and the waters above. And some people might say that that's just clouds. Others would say that it's the firmament. And the interesting point about it is, if there is a firmament, then how are you getting through it to go to the moon? Or is the moon on the inside of the firmament? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered and it's as though he's intentionally confusing you because that's not the kind of Bible verse you would put right. on your gravestone if you were trying to be forthright. It's something, almost as if he knew there were going to be people that would see it and be like, wait a second, what were you in charge of again?
0: Yeah, no, that. I I don't like that fact, that his (laughs) gravestone, yeah, it's just very slight. Uh, Uh Just to reiterate, Werner Werner von Braun, if you just Google his gravestone, it doesn't have anything on it other than his name, his day of birth and death, not even the day, just the year, and then Psalm 19, verse 1. And uh, I'm not sure if we talked about him before we started recording or not. (laughs) But um, von Braun was, uh, he is regarded as like the father of space travel, the father of rocket science, and the father of the American lunar program. Um, he started his work as a uh, Nazi in Germany, a part of the mine SS. I don't know how to say that. I probably said that wrong. <laughs> um, but he worked in Nazi's rocky development, or... Nazi Germany's rocket development program, and then during Operation Paperclip, which I think we talked about Operation Paperclip in the MKUltra episode, um, but he was a German Nazi scientist who came over in this Operation Paperclip along with 1,600 other scientists that we hired, and we just stuck them right into our programs and said, all right, sorry that you were a Nazi, but you were very smart and you have to continue the work you're doing. So, I don't know. That's just another interesting thing to see. He was involved with Walt Disney too. I think we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, and Stanley Kubrick. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the huge. <laughs> that's the huge um, like conspiracy, right? Is Stanley Kubrick, who is this like one of the best known film producers? He was the one who was tasked with setting up these Apollo landings, which uh, I just don't, I guess we can dive into that. Like, do you want to talk about the pictures of the, like the inconsistencies in pictures? Because I don't know, we could, you could say one thing and you know, we talk about parallel shadows and how there's images, pictures taken that show two different light sources, but there's no sun on the moon so but then i've seen images just in everyday like a stop sign shadow and like a person shadow and they both are not parallel with each other but i don't know we can talk about that more if you want it just seems kind of
1: i kind of try and stay away from yeah it's the the photos and everything of, like that and i kind of tr- i try to just explain why it, Is most likely that we didn't go because, yeah, I mean, basically, you're arguing at a certain point whether they faked the footage well enough or whether it was real. A few points that I just make uh, on that note is they did you get the video that I sent you about how thin the outer layer was of the lunar lander? Yeah,
0: I did see that, and I don't know that. I mean, I can understand – that's something where I, I just can't answer with full – like, I don't understand physics well enough to know that if that kind of thin and flimsy object is able to withstand the pressure that our atmosphere – you know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. understand that. But, like, heat temperature – if we talk about, like, temperature-wise, like, I, I think I showed you just an article on, like, fire suits – like we definitely had the metals and material to withstand heat, but like we can talk about the radiation of the Van Allen belt, or the mm-hmm. Van, what is it called, the Van Halen belt? I don't even know. The Van saying. Allen belt. Yeah. So, I mean, that I guess comes down to you just got to know your science, and I yeah, don't, and that's where I'd have to just put trust in the people that do. But
1: yeah. So the point that I would make is in the Apollo missions, the landers were fairly similar for the most part. And one comment that the guy made in the video who was an astronaut was that you wouldn't want to get too close to the outside of it because you might poke through it as though it's, he described it as tinfoil is the way that he described it. Yeah. Uh, So my point is in 1969 and Apollo 11, it's possible that on the way to the moon, it The lander was able to um, miss all of the space junk that was flying around, right? Mm -hmm. Because it could have been programmed to do that. But Mm -hmm. in Apollo 13, when they lost all this technology um, and electricity and oxygen for how long did they say that it was again? Five days. So let's, yeah. for five days. So then at that point, you are now unable to dodge any of the space junk, rocks, just anything up there. Yeah. And that's going to pierce. You think that's not going to pierce through some tinfoil going yeah. at such a high speed?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it certainly would, right? And uh-huh. I'd, I mean, again, that's something I just can't answer, right? Like, how much shit is flying through the air in, this, in space? Like, I'm pretty sure space is big enough to where... They could probably avoid some stuff for five days, um, but that I mean, just that story. That's right? That's ambitious. Like, I mean, right? It is, but so was believing in the whole like you. In order to, you know, it was ambitious to go, right? I don't know the whole thing. Was, yeah. Um, but that that's a I don't know. Just thinking about they were just circling Earth right for five days. Let's look at this Apollo thirteen. They were losing power, and their computers weren't working, and somehow they landed safe. Like, insane. And it was in 1970. Like They didn't actually get to the moon that time. No, they that, had right. to come back. Yeah, they and had. And somehow,
1: oh, we made it through. Because you have to go through, um, you have to return to Earth at such a perfect and precise angle. That yeah. any malfunction while you're up there would require far too much mental calculation to be possible.
0: Yeah. And do you I'm think just, you get a little cold, wouldn't you? With that's, electricity, that too, it was cold, and I think it was it was damp in there too. Like it started getting wet. Apparently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just reading through this Wikipedia page of Apollo 15, but no, well, I'm I mean, just glad they made it home safe. <laughs> I mean, I am too. I mean. And, <laughs> Again, it's just another. That would be another thing where an event. It's a failed mission, right? But they got back safe, and I could see how that could in- increase funding. And they say, "Hey, we can, you know, do this. Let's just pump more money into it. And see what happens." Um, uh uh-huh. Yeah, that one. That that one is interesting. I think a lot of the movies are written about Apollo thirteen too. Like. Getting yep, there is space a movie that. I believe that I've seen it. I think it's literally mm-hmm. been um, Apollo 13.
1: Yeah. yeah. Another point that I was gonna make is how is it that you can go to up north Wisconsin or I'm sure some places in California as well? Yep. And you're not getting a single bar or capability of calling with cell service. And yet from the moon, a place we've never been before.
0: Yeah. We were able
1: to call the president um in the white house and he of course was very proud of our boys
0: i yeah so this is another one where i'm kind of like you read some stuff and you just you kind of got to trust but also there seems to be some decent evidence on it um i think i sent you that google doc but one of the things is they that is for sure they needed um they needed this crazy antenna to get um to get the signal and what they did was there were only two there was one in Australia and some in California that were able to get the radio transmission and uh they did television transmission too like very brief but it wasn't it wasn't like the whole we can talk about those animations and stuff like that too um but um um, just looking at this article, so they had these high-powered um, antennas on both. Though they needed it on the moon and um, on Earth when we got there. So when they got to the moon, I think that's when we were able to do television broadcasts. Where it's we literally just had antennas built specifically for this or set up for this. They didn't call them through uh, like like you would on a phone. They like Nixon would have called into the space station in Houston and then they would have sent him through whatever uh or whatever like transmission they were receiving. But it wasn't like we were directly calling them. Um it definitely was involved a lot more a lot more technology than that. I'm trying to find Mm -hmm. um
1: well, it's nice that the president was Richard Nixon, so that you can believe based on his track record of trustworthiness and integrity, it doesn't, That <laughs> it doesn't help.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, there's, and it's tough when there's so many, it there's so many upsides to being the first one to the moon, right. Or even just to like fake, if this was all faked, right. There are, were so many reasons. There's so many reasons to do it. It would have made our country look incredibly powerful compared to every other country.
1: Our mm-hmm. nation
0: would have... It, it really did, like, connect our nation together, right? People were all enthralled in the challenges. Like, everyone wanted to watch it. I'm pretty sure, like, 62% of America was watching the Apollo 11 mm-hmm. landings, like people were tuned in on this and it was a it was a huge deal and you get to that point where it's like all right what if it goes wrong like what if we you know we can't get to the moon and you know then you continue the space race and it you know it, it has to end and america's got to be on top right like we we we've, we've got to win so I understand reasons why they why they would fake it, but I, I just can't get... I really do think we had the ability to get there. And how incredible that was back in the day. It really was. But I think that's another reason why it just was such a huge deal. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and to, I think this is one of the reasons
1: why the moon landing is one of the conspiracy theories that's gained more traction than others Mm -hmm. because there are very practical reasons why they would have faked it to essentially win the perception in the cold war to bring a nation together while they're fighting in Vietnam. And it's probably more divided than it has been in a significant amount of time because you think about world war two after Pearl Harbor, the majority of the population was like happy about the war. But then right. for Vietnam, you have just dejection, how are we losing in a country that we're not essentially sure why we're there. Um, just all of these things. And there are reasons why they would have faked it. So I think that's why the conspiracy has more traction than others do, because the practical things that you can understand about why they would have Mm -hmm. anyone can understand it doesn't take someone having a very specific set of skills or expertise to understand a certain scenario like understanding the JFK assassination there's a few practical reasons that you could understand with a little bit of research but you wouldn't understand them unless you did do the research with this if you hear about the moon landing someone tells you they faked it and you're asked why would they do that you could do that just in your own mind you wouldn't need anyone else's right yeah. um, words or um, research that they had done in the past to prove it to yourself you just think of the reasons you might still believe in the ending. you might not but the reasons yeah. are there mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's that is true this this is one of those things um if we kind of relate this to MK Ultra, like there was a reason for why they wanted to run those programs, and mm-hmm. they just want they wanted to learn something, right? And there is a reason. There's a reason for everything they do. So, yeah. Um, do you want to just I don't know if you have anything that you think is like undeniable? We did. This is proof we didn't go. Do you think um. You have
1: that I mean, I would. I don't think that I have anything that's undeniable. I think there's always going to be yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah an argument that can be framed in such a way to make by someone who's smarter or knows a little bit more about the topic doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're right, but they can frame it or explain it in a way that someone who doesn't have a very high level of expertise in the specific subject. Mm-hmm. Um, so if i was going to give a reason any anything of why or proof that we didn't go let me think about that and i'll try and hit you with something towards the end
0: sounds good we can always you know part two episode on this too i mean we yeah. lost 20 minutes so um i guess for me like if i were to give proof my my biggest proof is um those Photos that, uh, you know, they're released by NASA. So it's kind of, you know, circular knowledge here. Um, But the proof that... um, Let me just find it. What are they called? So we have those photographs of um, the Apollo landings. Uh, Let me try to find what the telescope is actually called. Um, But we also have, like, third-party... Uh, I don't think we talked about that, some third-party evidence that we can call of some images. Um, Japan did a 3D model where they sent a rover up there and it just reconstructed the terrain and that terrain looks extremely identical to some photos from the Apollo 15 um, landings. I'll post this all in the description of the video. Is just some Wikipedia articles, but, and that's kind of a recent thing is our ability to take uh, pictures of the surface of the moon with these telescopes, but not actually be there. So, um, I guess, I don't know what, what, I don't really know what the biggest, um, like these images came within the last 15 years, at least higher resolution images. So there's better evidence, um, But before 2000, right, there weren't many, there's no third-party evidence that uh, there's no other countries or nations that have said that we had gone to the moon. Now, we have, I think, China, Germany, Luxembourg, and Japan are four that have claimed that we have been to the moon. And then, you know, NASA's got their own telescopes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's... I think that's, like, the most solid evidence. And people can look at the images that telescopes have said that they've given us, and you look at these pictures, and they're grainy images. They're not great, right? But they show what looks to be, like, some landing spots of some of the Apollo missions and then also just tracks where the astronauts were walking on the moon. You can kind of see where they went on the images, too. And, I don't know, you could you could say, if, if you don't believe... You know, we went to the moon. I guess you would just be like, NASA is fudging those images. Like, we talked about most of NASA's images might be CGI. I don't think that's true about, like, looking, that might have been true back in the day, but I'd, I, I couldn't really find anything on that either. The possibility that um, these telescopes are just CGI. I saw something that they're like composite imagery, and they'll... Um, take multiple pictures of, like, seismographic imagery and then, like, temperature and all that stuff, and then they just kind of, like, press it down onto one image, and that's what we get. So it's, like, kind of animated, but it's just putting a bunch of pictures on top of each other. I don't know. There's, that's where it's, you get to the point where you're, like, all right, I gotta be an expert in this, and I can't, you know, I gotta spend hours, you know, analyzing images, and that's just not happening. And the people, and even when the people do do that, like, you listen to interviews, and people just have different opinions, and, you know, people will claim they're experts. Uh, the, one of the documentaries I was listening to, there was a guy, they're all, it was funny, they're all British, all the conspiracy theorists are British for some reason, but then they're all, like, um, you know, they all claim they're professionals in their field, but then you go on the opposite side, and it's the same thing. They claim they're professionals in their field, and what they say is correct, so you get down to it and you're like, who is the voice of reason? And mm-hmm. when there's conflicting opinions on people who claim they're the voice, you know, it's it's confusing for everyday people like us. And at that point, it's the job of NASA and it's the job of our government to make things clear. And I think they're definitely trying to, right? Like, they, why else are we taking pictures of the Apollo landings with these telescopes? Like, we they, I, they certainly want to prove that we went and i think they probably they may have in the past you know they did press conferences after they went to the moon but it's not like they were actively you know trying to prove to us that they went and one way that they would do that is just continue to go like prove to us mm-hmm. that you're going by furthering your exploration and all this stuff and then you get dumb stories where we give the some dude in Denmark a piece of petrified wood, yeah, and, but then at the same time, it's like, all right, so I mean, you know exactly it's just like weird things like that, like, why are we doing this? why
1: Why aren't you faking it well enough if you are faking it? Like do you want yeah. people to really not know because it I mean, I am not a hundred percent willing to say we didn't go, yeah. But I'm almost there. Right. But I'm still not there. It's like, right, yeah. uh, you, could, you could really do a better job of faking it. Totally. You don't need to give someone petrified wood and claim that it's a moon rock. It's, right. it's just confusing. And I, okay, you brought up a point, and now I have my,
0: okay. this cool. is
1: why I think we didn't go. And yeah. it, it's almost, so first of all, I just say there's a lot of things that are very coincidental, Mm -hmm. like the moon rock, Um, like being able to fly through space and miss debris and have the lunar lander have essentially what they describe as a thing of tinfoil, and then we can't go back because the technology would be too painful to retrieve. Um, They're all coincidences, but I think the kicker for me is when they got back and had their press conference, yeah, the astronauts who actually stepped foot on the moon had conflicting stories about whether they could see stars. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have a few reasons why they may not have been able to see stars, even though they were on the moon. Mm-hmm. Everything around them should have been dark except for the light, which, right. I mean, evidently would be easier to see there than even on earth but if they really did not have the ability to see the stars which you would assume they would right why is someone lying yeah do they not have, it's like they don't have their story straight well yeah do
0: you think there'd be consensus yeah that was uh-huh. yeah and that's I don't know. That's one thing I guess I I could do better research on, too, is I'd like to pull all those videos of, you know, conflicting statements. And I've seen them before. Like, it just, that last press conference, they talk about it. And uh, Michael Collins, I think his name was, they're talking about whether they could see stars or not. And they're almost, they're like trying to remember. Michael Collins goes... I don't think I actually remember seeing any
1: Stars. The most important moments of your life, and you're like, yeah, you know, I don't really remember.
0: Yeah, so it's like, it's interesting. And so the guy who actually asked that question, I was, the documentary, one of the documentaries that I was watching, they pulled that guy and they asked him, like, why did you ask that question? And he was like, I already knew the answer to it. And he said that uh, the iris in your eye, it's similar to just walking in like a dark room. Like, you just need to your eyes need to adjust and they just don't have time to see the stars or whatever. I, like what I think they were getting at was they could see the stars. Eventually they just needed to adjust to it, but it, mm-hmm. it wasn't possible without a light source. So I don't know. There's, there's things like that. And the, we also can talk about like the images. There's no stars in any of the images that they took. But that's also something where, like, you have no light source. So the light source they did have was illuminating the things in front of them. So everything in the background was just going to be dim or dark. So, but, again, it's something like, all right, now I need to be a professional in camera work. And I need to study Uh cameras for – and it's like, all right, now I'm a crazy man because I've spent 10 hours trying to figure out what cameras do, you know, like – and it's, it makes
1: you wonder that they pulled the guy into a room to ask him why he asked about the stars. Yeah. It's not like that's such a inspirational and intelligent question that, "Oh, yeah. how did you do it, sir?" It's almost like Yeah. Wait, why are you asking this? We don't want you to ask this. It was interesting.
0: Yeah. He was like, "I already knew the answer to it." And he it was almost like he just wanted to see what they had to say. Almost like uh-huh. he was being suspicious or whether the fact those guys had been to the moon, that press conference that we were talking about, it's just, I don't like that. It's creepy. It really is creepy. Like you're just watching it. And one of the things that I hate the most is somebody asked, like, what did you think when you saw the earth as you were orbiting the moon or like, where did you think? No, as you stepped on the moon, like, did you think the, the question literally goes something like, did you think you were on earth or where did you think you were? And Buzz Aldrin's like just jokingly it's it, I don't know, just his tone and like the the rhetoric of it all is like he just goes, "Oh, there was no doubt where we were. We had been orbiting the earth for three and a half hours at that point, and it was like everyone in the room laughs, and it's just it <laughs> it's just all very it it didn't seem right, you know, okay. I didn't like watching it. It didn't help reinforce any ideas that we went to the moon. it just made things. I don't know. It was confusing, right? And then yeah. you, you talk about Neil Armstrong doesn't have many public appearances afterwards. But then Buzz Aldrin's running his mouth like there's no tomorrow. Oh, or he anything, wants- right. I think he punched someone in the face. He dude. did. I did watch that. Questioning the moon landed, That was and great. funny. There was a conspiracy theorist that walks up to him in a conference and he's like, "You didn't go to the moon. You're lying to the you you lying to our faces." Blah, blah blah. And Buzz Aldrin, no words, just socks him in the face. And it's like, yeah, all right, dude. If you, I. I I hated that, right? Because, okay, I'm in Buzz Aldrin's shoes. And I, I guess, you know, every person's different. You know, people are going to react differently to everything. I could be totally pissed, right? Like, I I worked my ass off to get to the moon, and I got there, and people are just, you know, you're a liar, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what can I do to make you believe? You know? Part of me, I feel like I just laugh, though. Like, I don't think I'd become violent and be like, oh, you... Why are you, you know, I'd be like, dude, you're an idiot. Look like, at all this evidence I'm yeah. trying to give you. Like, I, it just doesn't, another thing, it just doesn't help the situation. Like, why are we now just, like, being violent towards people who tell us we're being liars? It just, it doesn't help the situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are you so defensive of? Yes, exa- exactly. Why are you so defensive? Like, if you truly, like, you went, he he must believe he went to the moon, right? Like, I don't know. I <laughs> why are you I just laughed. MK Ultra it out. Yeah. No, literally. I guess we could speculate about that. Like, but seriously, if I had stepped foot on the moon and some dude that I don't even know is like in my face, like in the grand scheme of things, I'd be like, dude, I was on the moon and you weren't. Shut up, get out of here. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? But yeah. But no, like no, I just I
1: just thought of something that is pretty, I think it's interesting at least. Yeah. Um, So when they came back, they all like developed depression and alcoholism and Mm -hmm. mental illness as the articles that I read described. If they were ever to come clean and say they didn't go, they have that narrative already in place. Oh, he's depressed. Oh, he's mentally ill. He's just not well. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. All these things. Yeah. They, Their plausible deniability is already there, and they set it up right after. Right. Or it just fell into place.
0: Right. They're not going to, again, if this is all set up, they're not just going to willy-nilly do it. They're going to take as much precautions to keep it covered. They're going to try to cover their own asses. Like, we can compare this to MKUltra again. When you destroy 20,000 documents you know, you're trying to cover your own ass for things. Like we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to do things without having a backup plan and make sure that all our checks are in place. So Mm -hmm. it would make sense, you know, that if this was compartmentalized and everyone's got to be tight lipped, you know, they'd have to have, they'd have to make sure that if one of them slips up or just breaks loose, that they've got an excuse to say, you know, he's just going crazy now. And I mean, I haven't looked I haven't watched a lot of Buzz Aldrin interviews, but he's just I don't know, he's a strange individual, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he was talking to a kid at some school and the
1: kid uh what did they say? I think the kid asked why we hadn't been back to the moon.
0: And he says because
1: we never went. <laughs> There's a <laughs> video of him saying that. He Buzz kinda chuckles. Aldrin? like Yeah, he kinda chuckles, so but it's just like weird. He's not a very straightforward person whatsoever. A little kid
0: asking you why you never went back and
1: you're gonna mess with them.
0: Yeah, like uh you should be informative, you know, like if you know (laughs) at that point that's that no one that is so weird. No one would joke about that, you know? Like I don't know. Again, so many just weird coincidences. It's like why can't we just have a clear, direct story that makes sense from all perspectives and can be mm-hmm. undeniably proven. We were talking about this earlier, too. Like, all right, again, like, we could call Elon out or whatever, but he totally has the ability to just send a little rover up there and put a camera on it and just look at the Apollo landing be like, okay, yeah, we can clearly see footsteps here. We can clearly see all this stuff, there's the flag there, it's not waving, you know, like, you know, it shouldn't be difficult, and I don't know, you, it comes down to just, who's gonna send the money, right, like, we totally could do it, the government could do it, if they really wanted to, right now, they could have the spending, that they totally could do it, we did it in the past, we could do it again, but it's, we don't, I don't know if we don't want to, or if it's just a money issue. That's one like topic we talk about a lot is everyone is just striving for money and no one no one wants to like lose money and mm-hmm. i i feels like at this point there's a lot of loss in space exploration, right? Like if if Elon could get to them if you know, we would be on Mars right now if it was financially if we were able to and it was profitable in some way but it's it's not so having undeniable proof for this requires a lot of money it requires the right people and it requires like an actual need and like desire to want to prove it and no one at nasa wants to prove we went to the moon because in their Mm -hmm. eyes we already did so it's like why
1: yeah
0: yeah so like I don't know just getting we will never get like a hundred percent here's the proof we went and if we Mm -hmm. do it's not gonna be for I don't know I remember watching another video like if we switched NASA's budget with the military or something like that I don't know I'll have to watch it again but it was was like what we could do and all this and you know, it really makes you question, like, what could we do? And, I don't know, we talk about, you know, the secret government stuff and whatnot. And it's like, all right, if we could do it, why aren't we? And we probably are. We're just not telling anyone. And that's what I think Area 51 is. Like, we can do that for another episode. And it might be pretty boring and short. But I <laughs> doubt we're, like, searching for aliens. I just, I really think no. we're just developing crazy... Weapons and technology and airplanes at Area 51. Mm-hmm. Geogravity machines. Yeah, we get the Tic Tac video from like two years ago, right? You get this wobbly little thing and it's like, it's got, like, there's, it's just our own technology and we're like showing it off at that point. And then everyone's going to look at it and be like, all right, well, they can do these crazy things, you know, we're just not telling anyone about it. So... Yeah. Well, I'm just super happy that they got to play golf up there. Dude, I found that. I got to find that video again. That one was kind of funny. He took like four or five hacks at it. And uh-huh. I mean, like. So, okay. You know, who. Most expensive golf game ever. <laughs> yes. Why are we. Okay. We're going to the moon, right? I'd like to figure out which moon landing that was. Like, if it was. It had to have been the later ones, right? Like,
1: I think it was the first one. I'm not sure, though.
0: If it was, that would be insane. Like we're not even, you know, doing scientific evidence. We're playing golf on the moon. Like, all right, this is this is a show then. But no, I remember watching that video. I was like,
1: Alan Shepard, oh Apollo fourteen.
0: Okay, so after Apollo thirteen, so it was it was one of the later ones, or middle ones, probably like the third or fourth time we went. But, yeah. Uh, why are we wasting? weight on golf balls and, you know, like, what? What are we doing? Why are we littering in space? That, too. The golf balls are probably still there. Like, That was a a weird thing because it was like, this is all for show. Like, there's... Who came up with that idea? And then, like, it had to have passed a few levels of, like, higher-ups, and people are like, Sure, we'll we'll play golf on the moon. You know, that'll be a good look for America. And it probably was, honestly. They're probably like, they'll see we're playing sports up here. You know, it was, it's just us bragging at that point, probably, right? We're like...
1: Dude, this is like the stupidest video I've ever seen in my life. Him swinging the golf? You almost,
0: yeah, you almost should put it in the podcast. It's just like, how do you... I can't believe that people believe this. Do you want to send it to me? And then I'll screen share it. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna send it to your iMessages.
1: Just like skip to the middle. It's so dumb.
0: I mean, it looks kind of realistic from what I saw. I think it's kind of funny. Alan Shepard has oh. a ball All right,
1: I'm gonna screen share real quick. It's
0: Sorry, say that again?
1: $4 billion per swing.
0: <laughs> what if... Alright. But yeah, like, why are we... Why are we playing golf? <laughs> are we the comments are turned off. Who <laughs> <laughs> posted the video, too. I like to... NASA. Oh, my whole screen's freaking out now. Right, we'll just... We'll just post some videos in the YouTube comments and we'll yeah, get in there. I've got to edit this one down too. But uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I again, I think I've got more questions than I did before. Like, we just need clarification, and we need that for nine eleven. We need that for um, JFK. We need that for a lot of stuff. We need that for Area Fifty One.
1: At least this one doesn't involve anyone being tortured or dying. That's what I'll say.
0: Right. That's true. That is very true. This is a lot more morally – like, if we lied about it, you know, uh, it didn't kill anyone, I don't think, except yeah. Challenger people. But maybe they're not dead. So
1: Hopefully they're not dead. That's the thing. Wouldn't yeah. you rather have them be alive?
0: I would. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, I'm I Come. It's too bad we missed the first 20 minutes. We went an hour and a half for this one. It was pretty good. Um, uh-huh. We'll definitely, I mean, we could talk more about this too, but I don't
1: know. Yeah, I think, I we, think should we should talk
0: about the Federal Reserve soon. Yeah, I agree. I have a professor who was, he said that when he was in college, a lot of the things he looked at was the Federal Reserve because, like, okay, we talk about money, right? And the Federal Reserve yeah. is a huge factor in what money even is in America. And it's not yep. an elected position. It's, you know, the, I'm pretty sure the president chooses it, but it's it's like a mysterious thing. You know, like, why are they the ones to choose? They choose interest rates, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Their don't job know.
1: essentially is to make sure that the stock market stays up high enough. But I've heard that when you hear a politician starting to bring something into the world and through like a speech or anything like that go ahead and look at the federal reserves minutes from the past like two three weeks and mm-hmm. then you'll see where it's coming from and what the purpose of it will be that's what i've heard i've never looked at the minutes because i don't have the time to just sit down and listen to a bunch of like egocentric maniacs who talk really monotone i can't listen to that right. i don't want to read that I do know quite a bit about the Federal Reserve already, but even learning more would—it's probably going to be one of the more interesting and underrated episodes that we have.
0: Yeah, I feel like that one would be rewarding from an informative perspective too. Like, just Mm -hmm. find like to understand how all that—like, it's so confusing, and the fact. Oh, it's
1: pretty simple once you get down to it. You can pretty much explain through. Every single war, why the bank wanted us to be in it
0: interesting we'll have to look into it because that that would be a very good episode and uh-huh. that's not I guess that is kind of a conspiracy, right like kinda we're talking about motives it's, it's and like it's more just like
1: and, a yeah, once you get to the motives and everything like that, but the fact that they have the power over even the politicians is almost undeniable once you understand um, what's going on. And it's like everyone is willing to say money runs the world, but if they were to question this, it would just be like, so does it really? Or is it the person who's voted on and makes 100 grand a year?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't know. We'll have to, I gotta do research on that though, because I don't know much,
1: like the Uh facts, but I I
0: don't
1: know. I'll send you a video about it after we're done.
0: Cool.
1: All right. Um,
0: well, I guess unless you've got some final statements about the moon landing, I'm kind of all burnt out. I'm jealous that I didn't get to play golf there. Dude, I'd like even just to go at the moon, like who's the dude like Spirit Airlines or whatever? He's sending people to like the atmosphere, but it's like a million dollar ticket or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, is it Richard Branson? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, But I don't think it's Spirit Airlines,
1: but it's something like, it's uh, Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic,
0: that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, what's weird is, like, so we were, I kind of wanted to mention this when you were talking about, they're all, like, depressed and stuff when they come back. Um, Uh I forget who it was. Maybe it was Bezos. But someone went up there and they got up there and they were, like, you know, this is uh this is just a crazy experience. You're you are overcome with all these emotions and you have this feeling of I'm so small and I'm one small piece in this greater picture of the ecosystem of Earth and then you get to the top and you can you can just like see everything and it just becomes like nothing, right? And then you go uh-huh. back down. And it's just I don't know if uh that has anything to do with it. But if you leave Earth, you know, that's a very, that's just an experience that not many people are ever going to experience. No one's, especially now, like we're not going anymore, right, so, but there's gotta be something that just doesn't sit well with you when you're being launched that many miles from home, right? And then uh-huh. you get to a different place and you're just like, what even is, like, what, what am I doing? Could you imagine literally standing on the moon? Like, just <laughs> being, being in your own head, like, what would you think when you're there? Like, it, it doesn't seem realistic at all. You like, wouldn't be thinking about how you want to hit a golf ball, that's for sure. Yeah, that is very true. I would definitely be, I'd just be, I'd try to be on a buggy or something, and just drive around everywhere. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just a four-wheeler. Yes, that'd be so fun. Like, why, why are we not doing that, dude? Like, why? Oh, it's, it, it makes me mad because like we definitely could, but then again, I think, it's it's got to do with money or something. I guarantee it. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I think we had a good a good talk. We didn't really we didn't debate a whole lot, but there's not a whole lot to debate on. Like.
1: There's a certain point where you just have to trust or believe in yeah. one side
0: it's like, who because you're trust never going to gonna either, prove right? it.
1: Live, like, yeah. do I trust the media or do I trust my own ability to judge?
0: 100%, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'll send you that video about the Federal Reserve right after. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. This was definitely a longer episode. Sorry for... And the check loss. out our Spotify. Yeah, that's right. We just got on Spotify. Uh, we'll ha- I'll talk to you a bit more about that. Um, I'll post a link to Spotify. I'll try to get this video up as soon as possible. I got to edit it down a bit. So, I don't know, it may not be up today. But um yeah, thanks for the support. We don't have any followers or anything. Like we have like 10-20 views on like these videos, but no one wants to like or follow. Like are these just Russian bots or what's going on? So, probably. Once we get like the real microphones and all the audio interface mixers and all that bullshit will look good and sound good and then people will actually want to hear us so
1: then we'll start getting paid
0: exactly yeah we'll be everything will be authoritative and we'll look super credible and they'll just want to believe us what we say even if it's not you know just because we sound and look nice it'll give us a people will just we can sell pills we could we hey man i mean alex jones is making we're not funded
1: by George Soros for the globalists. <laughs> we need your
0: support. Otherwise, we're going to go under. These blue silver vitamins have been proven by home, the Homeland Security and the Pentagon. It kills all the viruses. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. This
1: toothpaste actually protects against COVID-19. <laughs> yeah,
0: the blue silver toothpaste. Like,
1: oh, man, it's fucking
0: crazy. Well, maybe one day we'll, we'll be that big. It'd be a pleasure. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. All right, everyone. Hey. Well, thanks for thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Remember to enjoy your golf. <laughs>